Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, obviously, it's the second episode this week. So if you didn't listen to the one on Wednesday, please go back in time and give it a listen. And obviously, in a few moments or minutes or whatever, we will answer all your questions, which you will kindly left on the Facebook group that you can join at Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just search for that on Facebook and you can like the group and so on and so forth. Um, but we do have someone else on the podcast today, which I am I'm privileged to say. And it's my man from Patreon. You can sign up at Patreon too. Patreon.com for us at Simon316. And it's Chris. How are you doing today, Chris? You right? I'm doing well. Good, good. I'm glad. Now, we're not going to, we're, we're going to jump straight into this because before I started hitting record, Chris and I were having a, just the best conversation ever. I was like, dude, whoa, slow down. We got, we got, <laughs> we got to get this on record. Now, I'm going to say what Chris told me because I think it will pique many people's interest. Chris, you have never, ever watched a wrestling pay per view ever. Never. Amazing. I've never watched a wrestling pay-per-view. Amazing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it there, and I want you to tell your story as you were telling it, and then we're going to we're going to jump in and jump out. Because I tell you, for someone that likes wrestling to never even watch one pay-per-view, it's it quite impressive in itself. Well, it, it is that that pay-per-view part that that really gets me. But I'm I'm a child of the '80s, so you couldn't tell ten-year-old me anyone but Hulk Hogan was the greatest. <laughs> um, I even love Suburban Commando. Although, showing that I didn't follow very much, I didn't even know that was The Undertaker in there against him. Really? Well, so you, you, were yeah. you were a Hulk Hogan guy. That was it. That was your, yeah. your be all and end I all. still have my wrestling buddy, if you remember the about two foot tall uh, stuffed animal like wrestling buddies. My, co- my cousin had Ultimate Warrior um, and Jake the Snake, and I had Hulk Hogan, and it was, you know, it was the Hulkster. Like, that was, that was it. So I always followed it on the periphery. It was kind of cool. Then didn't really watch in the 90s. And then obviously Attitude Era was cool. I was in high school. Everyone was on board. So how did you, uh, how did you avoid pay-per-views during the Attitude Era, though? Like, how did you not at least want to watch one? Because some of the Attitude Era pay-per-views, some people say are the best shows ever. Um, money? Like, like, it just, I never really had cable. I'll admit I'm even an early cord cutter. I don't have cable or anything yeah. like that now. I don't watch most of everything I watch is YouTube. Like, I don't even watch regular on-air TV in America. I just watch YouTube, watch or listen to YouTube. So yeah. um, I love the Hardy, uh, Hardy Brothers. Like, I actually never understood that tag team was considered – what you sort of got in on and then you became big. I'm like, why? These guys are awesome. <laughs> like, um, I was always more of a, um, rock guy than I was a stone cold guy. He just looked so cool. Like, I'll be honest. Um, I'll get a lot of fan hate, but I liked biker taker. Mostly because I like motorcycles uh, and we, we, sort we, of like we were the... getting on so well, Chris. I mean, you and I, I thought well, we got we got a good rapport here. Well, it, it goes to what what the guy was saying yesterday. He just looked badass. Yeah, no, no, I understand. I think the only reason I'm surprised by that is because the reason I always struggle with biker taker is because I'd grown up on dead man taker right so when he changed that much it was hard for me to accept it it's like who the fuck is this guy um, <laughs> and i'll admit i didn't see like i actually had to go back and re-watch on youtube dead man taker like i i knew the gimmick but i didn't i'd never see him with the hat like i said i didn't even recognize him in suburban commando that's true yeah good point um, yeah good point good point good point so it was just to me, it's a guy coming out. I'm I'm of the age where Limp Biscuit was cool for that bit, um, <laughs> and he's coming out on a motorcycle, the Limp Biscuit, and you know I'm from Texas originally, so yeah, like that's all right. Like I was all on board with that. So did um, you? But did you? I mean, during the Edge era, were you watching Raw and SmackDown then as well? So you were at least keeping up to date with the pay per views for what they were giving on free TV, right? Or not yeah, free TV, I, but not pay per view TV. Keeping up on it, you know. Um, I was high schooler at that time. Definitely had a crush on Lita, like <laughs> most guys I knew then. 
like so when the thing happened with her and Matt, like that was that was heart wrenching. Like, yeah, I think that got everyone, didn't it? It was too real. Were, I know, I yeah. know, and that made for a good storyline. But I was thinking about this the other day when I was doing a what culture list. It was too real. That's the problem. It was just like, ah, this is hitting too close to home. I don't want to see a man that's actually been screwed over. Like, yeah, ugh. Yeah, like, but so then after high school, I hit college, and again, I w- didn't watch regular TV, and I didn't do pay per views, so I fell out. So I missed most of John Cena and that. Matter of fact, when I was getting back in, a friend of mine did um, amateur wrestling and or not uh, did not amateur um, independent wrestling. Yeah. And so I went to see one of the shows, and we were we were talking about stuff, and on Netflix came out like a top fifty list of the best wrestlers of all time, and I laughed because they had. Randy Orton, John Cena, highly rated, which to me at the time, I couldn't have told you the difference because this was back before Randy had like a lot of his tattoos. And I don't know, they were just two big bald dudes that looked about the same. <laughs> yeah, like, well, <laughs> you could say about a lot of wrestling throughout the years. I was having that conversation. Yeah. Like they, they were saying that they, they were into wrestling and they were just watching random YouTube clips. And they were like, I can't, I can't tell them apart. It's like they all look the same. And that was the problem with the attitude era that we don't talk about enough because that's when sort of colorful costumes just went away and everyone just comes out in black trunks. And you're like, well, who yeah. are these people? So, yeah, no, I completely understand that except for in tag team because you had edge and christian had the long hair you had the hardy boys had their look and you had the dudley boys like that was you know there's your guys right they're your guys yeah okay so 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 you get through the attitude era and then what you just stop watching when it dies down um even before it died down because i went to university in 2002 so didn't end up seeing anything. Didn't see the rise of Cena. Missed the CM Punk. Like, um, started getting back in in 07, 08 ish was when, like I said, I met a friend who was doing independent wrestling. So, sort of, sort of kept up with it. Yeah. Knew all the big guys, obviously. Knew, uh, knew John Cena, knew The Rock, uh, knew Brock Lesnar. Um, I love, uh, I love the Expendables movies. So, you know, Goldberg was in that. And so those sorts of things. And where, um, and where are we today? Are you watching? You're not watching? Cause you said to me, you're actually watching more independent wrestling now than actual WWE. Yeah, I, I was, I was watching all the, uh, progress and I was watching defiant, although defiance weekly shows off. And again, I've never paid for pay-per-view. So, um, I will admit this is this is totally blind for you, but I've almost gotten a couple of the defiant <laughs> ones just to watch you. Re- that's very kind, Not man. Kidding. Thank you. Oh, that, well, given what you just said, man, that's 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 very kind. Thank you, dude. I like how you haven't. It wasn't enough to take you over the line, but you thought about it, and that to me is enough. So I appreciate that. Well, and then they've given all at least two of yours away. They gave away the injury one, and they gave away the one where you man, got man. Uh, smacked in the back of the head. They want, they want those clicks, man. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but, uh, actually, I think that's uh, – I, I mean this in a positive way, uh, in a, certainly from my point of view. But you are sort of the quintessential casual fan, right? You're, you're, you're the ca- yeah. And I think this is awesome to talk to someone from that because you're going to have a completely different perspective. I mean, you are the most important person in the world to WWE. They kill for people like you. You are the person they want <laughs> – more than ever. So, I mean, are you watching a lot of independent stuff now other than Defiant? Or is, is it now you kind of just float through wrestling and it's there and you'll keep up to date with it, like you said, through social media and YouTube? I mean, what's, you know, kind of where, yeah, where are you going so with it? So, I obviously watch ups and downs. Um, I watch yeah. a lot of the, <laughs> I watch a lot of the uh, what culture videos. Although I will admit when the split happened and we got called to Holic, it kind of killed it um, a little well, bit because those were the guys who brought me to what culture. Well, that's fair. I mean, the way I've always um, the way I've always explained to that as well, it's like when you're a kid and uh, you mentioned Hogan, right? A lot of people went Hogan went they they left wrestling. That happens. Yeah. At all, you know, it's, it's entertainment. At the end of the day, if you feel affiliation with people and then they go and there's a shift, there's always a shift in all companies. A lot of people would be like, well, you know, maybe I just won't watch for a little bit. So I completely understand that, man. And I will say, going with the like 
Ronda Rousey and she looks legitimate and stuff like that. I really think MMA is hurt wrestling. Because when you That's go back and you watch someone like Steve Austin, and I thought this at the time, and you watch him wailing on a guy in the corner, it looks fake. Like it doesn't look like he's hitting him because it's got that sort of round motion. It doesn't look like a punch that we've now seen through boxing and MMA. Whereas if you watch the the jabs that Ronda throws when she gets someone back in the corner like Triple H during the – because I did go back and watch her match versus Triple H and Stephanie – at um at wrestlemania it looks like she's really throwing a punch like it doesn't like it it's just much crisper and and it looks real because she knows what she's doing i guess yeah she's, you know she's thrown <laughs> she's thrown loads of punches so it's like hey I, I can throw a punch i've done it before yeah. um no i i think you're right i think it depends how you approach wrestling uh like i I, I never really watch it like that anymore. I can't really explain it, but I never really see the... I hate this term, but yeah, it's the best term. I, I never really see the fakeness because I'm not looking for it. Do you know what I mean? I can't just watch it for what it is. But I do I, I do certainly take your point. I think a lot of people just found MMA cooler, especially sort of five, six years ago, when it really, sort of, you know, well, whatever, you, different kind of people. When it got really, really popular... Um, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people, it was just cooler than pro wrestling. I think that shift definitely happened, but... You know, the way I look at it is, you mentioned boxing as well. Boxing is back in the in the in the sort of the mainstream now after a good few years away. So it can always happen. You, you never know. Yeah. But I, I definitely think that's fair. Um, so who's your guy now? Before we go answer some questions, have everybody in all of wrestling, not just WWE. Who's your guy? Who's who's your Hulk Hogan of 2018? Hulk Hogan for it's it's shifting a little bit. Um, it was uh, it was immediately Brock Lesnar because he beat Randy Couture and, you know, guys I knew in the MMA scene. Yeah, of course, and that yeah. just, as, as they said yesterday, he just looks like a badass. Like, yeah. he looks like someone who legitimately will go in and hurt you. Um, um, independent scene, I love Rampage Brown. Yes. I love uh, Primate. Oh, yeah, I love he's Primate. Awesome well, yeah. oh, it's heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. Watching his Cause that was, I was telling you, I worked as an EMT for a while when he came out and was talking, I'm like, wow, that really sounds like his jaws messed up or something. Like I've never heard him speak before, so I don't know. <laughs> and then yeah. he goes, oh yeah, my jaw shattered. And I'm yeah. like, nope. <laughs> it sounds yeah, it was like awful. It. <laughs> yeah. it was really, really, really bad. Like just crazy, just and, crazy. But um, hey, that's wrestling for you, I guess. My number one heel. Cause his, his intro is just, uh, just the greatest. Matt Gibson. So, you, There's you, nobody that you, you just you, want to see smack. So, so, say again, when he, you cut out just Zach at the wrong Gibson. time. Oh, Zach Gibson. Oh. <laughs> you cut out just, I was like, I don't know who it is. Uh, well, I said, dude, I mean, just so you're really into the British wrestling scene there, man. That kind of is. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I can't find any of the shows anymore. Like, well. Progress, they went through their season, or not Progress, uh, N, NWC. Oh no, they did a weekly one hour one. Um with uh and they at season five, like I can get all the way up to season five and then season six isn't on YouTube anymore and I don't know what happened. <laughs> they all they all they all went and got pay per view, dude. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your number yeah, one that, nemesis. That 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 Liverpool number one soon to be recognized as UK's number one like you just want to see him get smacked like you just want someone to smack him like he's he's just the perfect arrogant heel and oh <laughs> are you watching I, I don't know how it gets over there have you been able to get world of sport at all uh no I have not so you haven't seen it or anything like that you don't you haven't seen clips or anything no so I've been trying to go and start watching New Japan. Um, like I said, I missed I missed the rise of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. I missed all of CM Punk. I did not start watching again until he was gone and yeah. didn't even see him when he first came. So uh, it's interesting looking back and like like I said, seeing everyone else's response. Um, I was laughing about the Roman Reigns thing because I think it's cool. The kids think it's awesome. I think the shield looks goofy. Like I've always thought that that their outfits just look hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so it's but you know, it's 
you look at what Hogan did and the like hand to the ears, probably you look back now and you go, really, really? I thought that was cool. Like, <laughs> but it was like, yeah, uh, dude, man, it's all about how you approach this stuff. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if water sport, I'm sure will somehow get to you eventually. And then I, I, I was going to tell you about it now, but I won't, I'll wait until you can actually see it. And I'll, I'll be intrigued. Um, for everybody that's asked me, I quite like World of Sport. I think it's quite fun. Is there too many camera cuts? Yeah, probably, but it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some people. But I, I, I like it. I, I do like it. Um, right. Let's answer. Let's, we'll ask some questions that people, like I said, have asked on Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast, as I promised to do once a week. And Chris, I'm not gonna, I cannot wait to hear your answers, man. They're going to be so good. I'm hoping a lot of them are going to be, I don't know what you're talking about. And that's going to be me the greatest answer ever. You'll make, you'll make, you'll make my life. Um, right, Ashley Robinson Voss. Of all the matches announced for SummerSlam so far, which are you looking forward to, and which has the potential to blow the roof off the place? Uh, well, I think I think that's one of the same. That answer. I think it's Samojo versus uh, AJ Styles, the WWE title, mostly. And surely, Chris, you got to be on this if you like the indie scene. To me, the reason that match is so good is just because it's a match that no one ever thought we'd see in the WWE. Now we're getting it with the added bonus of the title on the line. And again, if you had told anybody that even sort of three, four years ago, they would have thought you were nuts. So getting it now, I just think is, uh, I just think is awesome. Well, and I definitely wanna wanna see that one for me. As I said, I, I like the MMA and I like the like the reality of it. Anything with Ronda, I want to see. Like I've I've looked at her matches after each thing. Uh, I love her her homage to to Ronnie Piper. Like Ronda, just she actually she probably is the Hulk Hogan for me right now. Like perfectly honestly. Nah, dude. Honestly, man. I find that fascinating because I, I'm a big proponent for Ronda Rousey. I think she's great, especially when you actually sort of take in her timeline of what she's been doing so far. But it goes to show, man, that the reason they got her in is to, you know, get that reaction from people like yourself. And it's working. So, yeah. you know, I mean, do, do you want her to win the title of SummerSlam? Um, I definitely like the idea of her winning it at the Evolution pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but it, it wouldn't. Like I'm, I'm gonna watch either way. Like she wins now, and then um, I do like the heel work that Alexa Bliss has been doing. So it's going to be interesting watching watching them go back and forth for a. So, um, you know, normal screwy finish. Ronda doesn't get it for that reason, sort of thing. I can yeah. easily see that that continuing on yeah so, no no i can see um, it I, I don't and i remember when she first won when when they ended oscars and everyone's belief was oscar's streak was uh was going to be the bridge to charlotte versus uh ronda for next year's headlining next year's pay-per-view i can't wait to see that because obviously 80s wrestling i know rick flair and that's you know it's pretty good. Let's face it. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, Francis Reyes has SummerSlam. Look, I talk. Has SummerSlam felt lackluster? Nah, I don't think so. I think it will depend on what happens on Raw next week. I think the build's been pretty decent. Uh, I know a lot of the matches are, are the same as before, but again, I think. Uh, I, I think depending on what they do on Raw and SmackDown next week is where we'll get the real thing. And also, because it is SummerSlam, there'll be all the hoo ha and the hype, and we'll all buy in and we'll all have a good time. I say don't think it's gonna be lackluster. Um, I guess you're not going to watch SummerSlam. I'm guessing, Chris. Like, that's not on you. I don't. Think that's not the pay per view to break your streak in any sense. Oh, definitely not. But, but are, you, are you enjoying um, I do the build? Think with the, uh, I do think with the Roman Reigns, uh, it was reminding me of. I don't know if you guys get Howard Stern over big radio talk show over here. Very controversial. Yeah, no, we don't get Everyone him. said they hated him. Um, <laughs> all shot like one of the original shock jobs. Yeah, like. I'll do and say anything. What they found was people who liked them watched for an hour, listened for an hour. People who hated them listened for three hours. Yep, yep. And I really think for all the we hate Roman Reigns, we're walking out of the stadium. Really? Because you just spent, what, 100 bucks a ticket? <laughs> like, they already have their money. Walk out then. Cool. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right, man. It's true. It's 100% true. Like, that. <laughs> that is the weird thing about I must say the weird thing I, but that is the interesting thing about all wrestling fans is that the hardcore ones the ones that make the most noise are the ones that always watch which, yeah. I, which is fasc <laughs> fascinating absolutely fascinating 
So um, yeah, what what what's your opinion of Roman Reigns as as a casual as you know or someone that kind of dips in dips out? Like him, hate him, um, don't really care. I I think he goes a little too much to the old school style, the the big hits, which I think that style doesn't work as much because of MMA. Yeah. Because if I watch Brock Lesnar go against the guy in an MMA fight, and then I watch him in a ring, like it doesn't look the same. Mm. Whereas when I see high flyers, which probably from high school on, I'm, you know, uh, Ray Mysterio watching the Hardy Boys. I love watching the Hardy Boys. Like, as I said, when I was in high school, I didn't know that tag team wasn't considered the height. I'm like, dude, to me, the tag team championship was just as important as the world title because they're the best in the world at what they do. Like, well, those days are gone, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If only, um, if only they would. But I, I love, you know, I probably would love watching 205 Live more because I like watching the flips and the yeah and doing that because it's something that you don't get in MMA. It's just like watching movie fights now. The fight choreographs, you have to have the spins and the kicks and all that. They, they don't really, they can't really get away with in an actual fight, but look devastating. Yeah. You know, so. I, I think it's a, great, it's a great take, man. And it's a different take. I always enjoy different takes. Uh, Thomas Speller. Hi, Simon. I've been a big fan of you for a long time and love all your work. Well, isn't that nice? Thank you, Thomas. I appreciate that. My question is, did you ever stop watching wrestling? And if yes, what brought you back? Well, I did. Everybody stops watching wrestling at some point. Uh, mine came when I went to university. I, just, it, I didn't have access to it. And because I didn't have access to it, I was like, well, I may as well stop watching because, yeah, what, you know, where, where else... If I can't watch it, I'll start watching it. So I did watch it for a few years, but I think deep down, I always, uh, I always, I always knew I'd, I'd come back eventually, just because um, I, I always loved it. I always talked about it. I, I kept up with as much as I could uh, on Channel Four. I, I do admit, sort of during the really lean years, sort of you know, two thousand five to two thousand eight ish, I kind of kept up from afar. I didn't really watch it, and then around two thousand ten, I just got back in, and then there, yeah, I went and made it. I went and made it my life. I don't know. If we have, do we have to ask you that question, Chris? I don't know if we do. Like, I think we know, right? Oh, well, there are definitely points that I stopped watching. You know, I stopped watching the 80s when I'd see one or two shows, and then I didn't watch anything until the late 90s. I actually never watched uh, WCW. Um, obviously, always a WWE guy. So, But I knew of it and followed it sort of periphery. And then, yeah, when I went to college – other things came up and then as I started selling back down and um, I'm actually looking at getting my niece into, into watching wrestling. She's nice, a right. little young for it and a little impressionable. She already jumps and dives and flips off everything she can. So um, we're holding off. a We, we allow her to see that. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you're teasing it. You're teasing it. You're just, uh, <laughs> you're just, you're just letting them in. <laughs> Syed Shah, I personally don't think Paul Heyman should come out with Roman Reigns after SummerSlam, but in your opinion, who should be the next Heyman guy? Well, I've been thinking about this because I'm not a big fan of splitting up Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. I don't think it worked last time and I don't think it would work again. However, if you are going to do it, I think you put him with Roman Reigns simply because Roman Reigns is the problem. Roman Reigns is where they need something to sort of stop this, whatever you want to call it, they're on. And the best and easiest way to do that is to put him with Paul Heyman, someone that, you know, they automatically like. You can see and punk him, if you will. And that's why I think if you are going to do that and Paul Heyman, it works out, you can cost Brock Lesnar the title, it gives Roman Reigns a new direction after SummerSlam. I'd rather Paul Heyman went away entirely. I mean, he can do it every once. But in terms of the story, I'd rather he went away entirely or he teamed up with Roman Reigns. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my two cents. Chris? Um, I'd lean towards Braun Strowman. Um... I like the idea of the big immovable sort of cane. I don't ever speak. I don't have to. And to me, that's, that's the manager. He's there to start trouble. Cause he's got the behind him and Heyman can talk more than anybody. And you've let the big force behind you just be a big, massive force, you know? Yeah. No, I don't think that would work as well. You think with Braun Strowman, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but to me, he kind of sells himself. Because he's so massive, I don't even think he needs to talk. Really, I don't think he's, I, I do see what you mean. I do agree, but I just think they'd be it'd be more interesting if they put him with Roman. I think that's where the yeah, that's just where the interest is for me. Anyway, for me personally, I just think that would be a fascinating thing to see. 
hey, we'll see. SummerSlam is only like 10 days away. Less, less than that. <laughs> Uh, where are we? Miles Hammer. Good name. I think I said every week. I'm not a fan of mixed gender matches, but if WWE decided to do them, which they won't, he says, which member of the women's roster do you think could possibly take on the men? I think there's only one answer, right? And we've kind of already established yeah. why. Her name is Ronda Rousey. Because as we said on Wednesday's episode, apart from maybe Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle in an argument, Ronda Rousey could whip all their asses anyway. So, yeah, when, you know, she went, when she went at Triple H... It literally looked like she was going to take him. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought I, 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 that's the thing. Like, I remember if you listen to Wrestling Observer Live, you'll know about. I think he's either Irish or Scottish. I can't remember. But an Irish or Scottish dude rings up Dave Meltzer and explains how Braun Strowman could uh, could uh, beat up, um, you know, could could beat up uh, people that have proper training because he's so big. And Brian Alvarez tries to explain that's not how fighting works. This guy doesn't get it at all. It is gold radio. But that's the truth. She's that she's with that kind of training, she could beat them all up. She just could. That's just yeah. how it works. Whether you like it or not, that is just um, that's just the truth. Uh, Nick Palmer. We often hear people say Wrestler X is the new version of Wrestler X. Ziggler being the new Heartbreak Kid, etc. Do you think Rousey is the new Stone Cold? Is a good comparison. Uh, no, not for me. Chris, I'll, I'll throw it over to you first. I don't see that at all. To me, Ronda Rousey, given her background and where she comes from, doesn't come across like Stone Cold. I mean, they're booking her like Stone Cold, but yeah, I, say, I, I don't see her as a new Stone they're Cold. They're definitely using it towards it. Um, I think uh, Ronnie Piper definitely, like, now I didn't watch as much of of, of him, but I definitely think they're, she's leaning towards that and and I can see similarities in it. So I, I would lean towards that. But no, I definitely think they're using her, the screwed over by authority, let her and Stephanie McMahon be the McMahon one. And Stephanie allowed herself to get beaten up for once. Like that's, I think that's why everyone hates Stephanie is the point of the heel is the heel loses in the end. And Vince was always willing to be embarrassed on TV. Like always, like that, 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 was... that is the problem we have these days. Is that look? I actually think that. Mm, no, let me rephrase that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, no, I'm not even going to say it. You're right. You're 100 percent right. Both Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, when they're in that role, could certainly benefit from yeah, from doing what Vince used to do. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I definitely think that it just would work. That was the best thing, right? No matter what Vince did, he always got his. And they don't, and that never really happens to them, in my opinion. Yeah, and and when oh, when when you think about when he put over when you, we talk about you know the celebrity's always going to win, so uh, Mayweather is going to beat the Big Show or whoever comes in is going to win. That was even against Vince when he lost the hair hair match versus uh versus now President the Trump. President of the United States, Chris. You can't forget that <laughs> he's the damn president. <laughs> So, you know, that I can't imagine Stephanie doing that. But against Rhonda, she did. Like, against Rhonda, they tried to be that. And it was the first time I was like, wow, that's Vince from, from the Attitude Era. That's, that's, the, that's the authority figure I know. I, 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 think, I always find it weird that we're so keen to replicate what Austin did. But everybody seems to forget the reason it worked so well is that his foil was willing to do anything to get that over. And I think, you know, Stephanie Man did do it more with Ronda. That's true. But if we look at it as an entire catalogue of work, it's not true at all. Oh, definitely it's not true at all overall. But if you're saying, why does someone think that she's the next Stone Cold? Is because she's the one that's allowed to do that to the boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because so, yeah, uh, the Hardy Boys weren't going to show up and beat up McMahon, uh, Vince in hospital like that, you know. Um, or who was it that got fired for smiling when Vince was walking Paul, to the Paul, Paul supposed to be exp- Paul London had uh, yeah. Was, yeah he got he got absolutely screwed. <laughs> yeah. But you look at what Stone Cold was allowed to do. So it's it's one of those that... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, I remember reading a great story from Chris Jericho where a microphone stopped working and he threw it into the crowd. 
because he was all like, I'm going to do it. And then afterwards, he got told off by Vince McMahon. And he said to Vince McMahon, I only did it because I saw Austin do it. And Vince McMahon replied, Stone Cold Steve Austin can throw microphones into the crowd. Chris Jericho puts them on the ground and waits to be handed a new one. I was like, there's a best line. <laughs> Talk about being put in your place. Just wonderful. Just wonderful. So I think they are, they are at least booking Ronda that way. Whether or not it will work, whether or not it will stay that way. I don't know, but I, I definitely see where the fans see that comparison. Yeah, I think they're booking that way, but I certainly don't see it as the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. That would be my that would be my take on it. Uh, well, it's just like no one can be The Rock again. No, like, that's exactly. Just one, the in, one, one in a million. Like, you can't even get anyone to do the eyebrow again. Yeah, you no. can have your own star, just like The Rock's not Hogan, but, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. I agree. Uh, Mark Rory Day, what are the three main things you think WWE needs to change, improve about the current WWE product to help improve ratings to get fans excited about it weekly again? Um, well, they need a top baby face everybody likes. I know that kind of AJ Styles is in that bracket, but it probably would help to have one on, on Raw as well. Probably more long-term and coherent storylines. I do think sometimes it is a bit crazy how they just chop and change things so quickly, especially if you're a new fan and you're trying to buy in. I think they're probably quite difficult to keep up with. Uh, otherwise, Raw needs to be two hours. I think, I think, I mean, it's never going to happen because of advertising money, but I think if those things did happen, it would certainly be of benefit to, to wrestling as, or WWE as a whole, but I don't think you'll see any of them either. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. What would make you watch more, Chris, given that you're kind of on the peripheral a bit? Um, I think if you did more, uh, and this was sort of an idea I had, was I think while we say the rosters are too thin, but also too full, because I'd almost want to, before you got sent to NXT, you get to be a main roster jobber for a bit. And just let some of these guys crush somebody. Because you can't have Nakamura crush AJ Styles, you know, because then one of them looks bad. And then how do you justify when they win eventually? Yeah. But if you have so-and-so showed up and they got crushed that for a couple of weeks and then they go to NXT... And that way you get to see sort of like when they brought Goldberg back and they let him crush Brock Lesnar, like something like that, where you have um, like you think of the Harlem Globetrotters uh, are sort of this sports. Uh, they used to actually be top end basketball and then now they play like no namers so that they can show all their fun passing and weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. weird, cool stuff. So get more actual just jobbers on the roster. These aren't guys that you're building right now, but someone that you can get crushed in a two minute squash match so that you really feel like when I was a kid, no one could beat Hulk Hogan. Like that was just, it's Hulk Hogan. But if you have, you have to have someone on the roster to lose. So who's going to lose if you're trying to protect all the guys on the roster and you just end up with 50-50 booking because otherwise you'll bury someone too far? That is the other problem as well. I mean, 50-50 booking, I think you have to throw in there because, yeah, as you just alluded to, if nobody comes out of any feud feeling on a different level, what was the point to begin with? Why did we even bother? We might as well just not have done it. So that is a huge problem. Yeah, I don't... So, so like, if you take AJ Styles Nakamura and Styles beats six no-namers for six weeks going into a pay-per-view and Nakamura beats six no-namers for six weeks going into a pay-per-view and then they're going for each other. Like, it, it builds them up. They get to seem really cool and then it's two titans attacking rather than a no-namer, you know. Yeah, no. So you're not, you're not actually sacrificing anyone on the roster and then when, then when you get to the pay-per-views, you can go, hey, look, now... Brock Lesnar, who's crushed everyone in his path, is now facing against Braun Strowman, who's, you know, hasn't been pinned in six weeks. Uh, you know, and it... I just think it's, it's about making you care again, isn't it? I think that was yeah. the best thing about the tag team tournament on SmackDown recently, is it felt like sports. It just felt like... We were going for these tag team championships, and to do that, we've got to beat these guys. And that was it. And I think that's why it worked so well. And that's why I enjoyed it anyway. Like, it was one of those times where it, didn't, it wasn't just a random matches... And, you know, they made sure to put, like, every team wanted to win. And that's wrestling. Sometimes that could be wrestling. You don't, you don't always need all the crazy stuff around it. Well, and, and you also run into what you, uh, was one of your what culture lists. You know, Randy Orton. How many times has Randy Orton faced John Cena? Oh, man, a lot. 
<laughs> but if you don't have if you don't have anyone that's a non-recognizable name, then you have to keep using your recognizable people. Yeah, because that's what people you know, watch for. Even this year, AJ Nakamura is up to what five? They faced five times this year through uh, pay-per-views. Yeah, and... way way more than people expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but so it's not that it's not that build to a sort of like building the sports playoff championship. You know. World Cup, you go around and you you train as a team, and then then it's World Cup time, you know, sort of like do that into SummerSlam, where you don't see AJ and Samoa Joe face until that pay per view. So that entire time going into the pay per view, I wouldn't have them face off, but it's that road to that pay per view, and that builds the pay per view in my mind. I don't think you can talk about pay per views, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I can't wait until the first pay-per-view that gets you. What a pay-per-view that's going to be. You should tell WWE they'll probably talk about it. The first ever pay-per-view. He's going, well, uh, where are we? Charlotte Sandiford. Hi, Simon. I hope you're coping okay with one arm and get positive news soon regarding your injury. I'll talk about my injury at the end of this podcast, so we'll get to that in a bit. My question is, have you watched the UK wrestling show on ITV on Saturday? And if so, what are your thoughts on the show? Well, we did touch upon it earlier. Uh, but yes, I have been watching World of Sport Wrestling. Uh, I feel like it's important for everybody in the kind of wrestling scene who's in the UK to watch it and support it because even if you don't necessarily like what they're doing, if you support it now, they'll give it another season. Hopefully they can, you know, amend some of the things you don't like. I think it's a really fun show. I understand why people don't like it if you're not used to that kind of thing because it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's an ITV produced show, so it's very bright and, you know, it's designed for that ITV audience. So I can understand people being put off by it, but I think the talent is great. I think the... I think they probably could spend some more time letting us know who who each wrestler is, but I think it's the end of the world. And more off, more, I just think it's it's well told. The matches are good. The women's match in the last episode for the title was excellent. Uh, it's just nice to have you know it back on ITV. I know the ratings didn't do that great last week, but you don't know what ITV wants, and that's the point. It's not a wrestling show. It's an ITV Entertainment Saturday Night Show, and that comes with it a whole note. You know, there's there's different provisos and and expectations on that. So we have to wait and see. Uh, where we're going to get to on that. But yes, I, I think it's good and I hope it stays. I hope we get a second season. I hope they tidy it up and I just hope we go from strength to strength. And I hope that Chris gets to see it because I want to talk to him about it now as well. Um, well, and that's that's one of the things that's also changing even for, and we talk about now in sports uh, in America, like football ratings are even down and that's what are ratings anymore. Like, it's not the same. You don't track uh, streaming views the same. You don't do anything. So what metric they're using, who knows? Like that's, that can be one of the, one of the interesting things in yeah. this new internet world. And it depends what they're comparing it to. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, well, if it was in America, it would be this percent of the audience. I don't think they look at it like that because it's ITV executives in charge. They probably don't even have a clue what WWE does on a weekly basis other than what it does over here in the UK. And even then, I don't think they care. They care about what yeah. World of Sport can do instead of a quiz show that they put there or a Saturday. Yeah. You know, that's what they give a shit about. They don't care about anything else. And that, so we don't know the answers to that. So I think it did like, a, what, 680,000 people on Saturday. Does it sound... I don't know. I don't think anybody can answer. We have to wait and see what it does. And also the heat over here has been so extreme that less people are watching TV. That's just a fact. So I think that we have to um, wait and see. Hopefully it sees out the entire season. And when we get to the end of it, we can make a call. But so far, it's a, uh, it's a thumbs up from me. Uh, Lewis Matson, do you think The Undertaker is ruining his legacy by continuing to wrestle even after his second WrestleMania loss? I'll let you go with that first one, Chris, given your, your, you know, your thoughts on The Undertaker. Is he past it? You know, is, is he ruining his yeah, legacy? Yeah, he, he's running into Ric Flair. It's not even his second WrestleMania loss. It's that was retirement. That was beautiful. That was just like Shawn Michaels, Sweet Chin Music, done. That's the way you end it. And now it's, well, when I said done, I meant kind of done. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, um. I, to me, I, I would never want to tell anybody when they, you know, should or shouldn't retire. That seems crazy to me. But if you're talking about legacy and what The Undertaker wants, I, think, I don't even think it's the same for The Undertaker. I think it's the same for everybody. Like Chris just mentioned, Ric Flair. If you go on to a certain point, the, it, Batman summed it up best for us all, right? You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That happens every time because it's, 
it's just it's, it's just the law of diminishing returns. That's what happens, and there isn't really much else uh, uh, you can do about it. So, yeah, but the thing is, once he does retire, I don't think anybody's going to look at this period and go, oh, it's really, oh, he, he should have done more. I don't think people, I think people have forgotten about it. So right now, you may feel that way, but I don't think that uh, you'd feel that way in any other, you know, once you Well, I think in, in some ways, because it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, and it's not quite Ric Flair where he went and was on all the time with another promotion. And mine isn't even necessarily telling him when to retire, although I definitely think at period don't know when to retire because you've already you've already beaten all the odds. So what's one more? You can do it like to be a professional athlete at the highest level. You've already overcome so much that no one thought you could do that. Why would you believe that you're going to fail this time? Like, yeah. um, but it's it's the fact of having a retirement match and then not retiring, then it's like, okay, that's, that's to me, it wasn't even the first, first loss or second loss, or, you know, it was the leaving the hat in the ring. I'm done. Goodbye. You know, and then it, it cheapens that sort of in, Oh, well, I'm not really done. Like, I know you got all emotional. It was all important. You know, Undertaker was one of my guys in the Attitude Era. It was it was sad, and you know you feel that age yourself. And then it's oh, but by the way, I'm 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 back again. Yeah, that one. I don't know, it's a difficult one, right? Maybe in hindsight, it'd be better if they hadn't done it. But yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what they do next year. I think he will be at WrestleMania next year, and I did like what he did this year. So it's hard oh, for me to definitely. But yeah, I, it was fun. But to me, wrestling is always about superheroes, and so slash matches always make a guy seem more superhero, more invincible. And that's I like I said, I would say more squash matches. Throw jobbers out there. Let let's see these guys look like unstoppable forces that that you come to believe them. I mean, that's why we like the MMA guys because we've seen them be unstoppable forces. Like we've seen them be that. And so, you know, yeah, no, I, 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 that, that, that superhero aspect and that larger than life and almost sort of magic pinch of salt is, is, is if not important, imperative to pro wrestling. And if you don't have that, you may not get that far. I mean, I, I know everyone laughs that Vince McMahon loves the, the big men. So do I. Yeah, so like, do I. I do, do. I love them. <laughs> They're my favorites. Don't ever tell anybody that is the best. <laughs> and in some ways in, in, in wrestling, it's also hard to tell. I didn't realize Undertaker was so large. Why? Because he's standing next to everyone that's six foot five. Yeah. And so honestly, if they're it, all six foot five standing next to each other, you can't tell that, oh, he's, oh, he's big. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, man. When like, I, that's why you end up with someone like Great Khali, because that's the only way that you can look in next to someone. Everyone's massive, you know? Yeah. I, when, I, when I met Wade Barrett, man, earlier this year, you would not believe how tall that man is. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and just one more question before we talk about my injury. Alex Kaito Pearson says, Hi, Simon. Just want to say the beard looks good. <laughs> Thank you. And I hope you're doing well. That's very kind. Now, the question is, who do you think are the best talkers in the UK scene, the USA scene, and the Japanese scene? That is a very good... In the USA scene, I mean, Samoa Joe's right up there for me. And Kevin Owens, I think those two are... They're, they're, they're brilliant. I mean, I, I, I sometimes, you know, will watch their promos again. I, I, I like them so much. The Japanese scene, I mean, I do like Okada's promos. I wouldn't say he's like magical or anything like that, but I do like him. I think Naito's good. Um, Kenny Omega is good. The Young Bucks are good. I, is anyone really, does anyone really sort of light up the world in New Japan on the mic? Am I thinking for getting someone? They're all very good. I can't think of anyone that makes me go, wow. As for the UK scene, that's a really good question. Chris, you Zach read, Gibson. Well, yeah, I mean, Zach, yeah, Zach Gibson. Yeah, yeah, that would be one. Yep. Um, I I still I haven't seen him in in probably a month or so now because like I said Defiance not on there and still Zach Gibson that oh I told friends <laughs> that like wrestling I'm like no you have to go watch Defiant because Zach Gibson Zach Gibson will make you want to get out of your seat and smack him like he just he he just oozes that yeah I'm here I'm the best like that arrogant guy that you. Going with that heel, you want to see him get their comeuppance. Like that's the 
and he just has the way with words of, oh, I love Zach Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love you. You make me love Zach Gibson more. Uh, what about what about the US and Japan as well? Who would you throw in that bracket? Um, the ones that I've that I've seen are still. It's it's hard for me because talkers are always been funny to me. Like it's always been it's always more interesting seeing what people react to. Like I listen to music diss tracks at times and I'm like, that just sounds ridiculous. Other people are like, wow, that was a sick burn or something. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I thought it sounded funny. So I've never understood. I've always liked the big silent type or, hmm. but interesting, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I know, it, I know it didn't get you, but Ronda, going back to Ronda, I love the no matter how tight you hold onto that belt, it's mine. Like, <laughs> I know. I, let me put, I, sometimes I will just take the piss out of things upstairs for fun. <laughs> I, will, I will highlight that. I thought that was fine. I thought that was fine. I just, sometimes I make myself laugh, and I'm like, well, I'm saying it anyway, and then everyone gets really mad at me. Really mad at me, my word. But uh, oh. no, yeah, I, sometimes short and sweet is for the best, and I think it's about um, figuring out who suits that and who doesn't. And I think sometimes maybe we're not very good at that in the world of pro wrestling. We kind of forget who should be who. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, I do think going real quick, I think that's one thing the attitude era really screwed up for it is I couldn't have told you having watched and followed heaviest during the attitude era, I couldn't have told you who was a heel and who was a face because especially for my generation, we're all into anti-heroes. We love Wolverine. We love Batman. We love all the heroes that aren't, exactly heroic stone cold was an asshole like heal or face he was an asshole like like so it's hard to say oh the rocks the bad guy why they both do the same thing Uh, you cheer for your guy and i think that dynamic really kind of screwed with wwe in some ways no yeah i i think i don't know i i think they've always been stuck in limbo ever since it being a bit like do we go back to the attitude era sort of shades of gray or do we go back to the old school kind of heel and face? They kind of always towed a line, and maybe sometimes it's best to choose and just, uh, yeah, yeah, go in a certain direction. But I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I, like you can't, you can't get me, you can't get me to cheer for Randy Orton. Like he will always be a heel in my mind. He was always an ass. Like that was same with Edge. And I will, uh, as I said, with uh, with the Lita thing, uh, with being a hardy boy and leader like you could never get me a cheer edge like yeah. you just couldn't but you couldn't ever get me to boo matt or jeff hardy like you just couldn't do yeah, that because like, they're your guys exactly. you're in regardless yeah. yeah i totally get that i totally get that i think that's sort of why wrestling is awesome because you do pick your favorites and you and you stand by them it's like a mini brotherhood it's like no 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 no, yeah. man this is my you know I'll, I'll, I'll back you through thin and thin i think that's half the fun yeah. Uh, right, so I know there's more questions on there, but I will answer them on a different podcast. I have written them down, but I have to zoom off in a minute to go get more nonsense sorted. Uh, but yes, I promised a update about my injury. Uh, I literally found out, as I'm saying this, about two hours ago. Uh, the, short, the, the, the short version is it's bad news. I mean, there's no point trying to sugarcoat it. My shoulder is severely messed up. Uh, I have three separate injuries to, to which the, uh, the, I think the, 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 the doctor described it as a horrific injury, I think was the uh, exact words or something like that. Basically, he said it was, uh, it was, it was not good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not, well, I mean, we'll have to see what happens over the next month or so. But unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to return to any kind of physical activity at any time soon. I do want to put on record as well that he, uh, the doctor, was, was very adamant that this can only be done by some, by force, right? He did say that. He said, if anybody clearly hit as hard as you were hit, probably something's going to happen. So I just want to throw that out there because a lot of people have been calling me injury prone, all that nonsense. I'll just say a medical personnel who's had, you know, 10 plus years of training says it's all to do with the force of the hit. And now I just need to figure out what's next. Uh, It certainly sounds like surgery is needed. The question is getting that surgery is hard because uh, the NHS uh, doesn't necessarily... Well, you have to go through a whole protocol with the NHS. So anyway, anyway, anyway. So that's where we're at. Uh, I will be doing all the appearances I've got. My last one being August 26th for the fight in Manchester. And then I will have to step away for a while, which sucks. But it's happened. I've got to figure out what to do. And that is the, uh, that's the update. So yeah, there it is. Life, eh? 
What a jo- what, what a joy. You just want to be a wrestler one day, and the next day your shoulder's falling off the bone. <laughs> oh, dear. It's all fun and games. Anyway, uh, before we do wrap up, Chris, anything else you want to throw out there or talk about? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. Okay, well, we had a great chat beforehand. We're going to get Chris back on the gaming podcast at one point, so uh, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely sort that out. Also, I want to thank you, Chris, for being one of the most, uh, in terms of the way you view wrestling, definitely one of the most unique characters, so that's fantastic. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that you watch wrestling in that way. Again, I think all these ways that uh, people, um, you know, approach wrestling, I just think it's great. I just think it's great. I love it. I, I, I really, really genuinely love it. I think it's awesome. Um, but I want to thank you for the support as well, dude. It means a lot, you know, genuinely, especially at the moment, as I said to you beforehand, given that I'm having to turn, turn down work because I can't get my damn arm work and I can't even hold a camera. So, dude, I want to thank you very much. It means the world for me. And, uh, yeah, dude, more importantly, if you ever buy a pay-per-view, you've got to let me know. Yeah, I definitely will. And yeah, do you have, as do I you, said, YouTube you, is my main form of entertainment. So that's where I spend my entertainment dollars now. And you're you're one of my favorite channels. So. Oh, thank you, man. That's that's very kind. I'm guessing you don't have the WWE Network either. No, I don't. Brilliant. I came Brilliant. close uh, until my, my sister said uh, niece at three years old was still a little young, especially, like I said, jumping off everything already. So... I might have pretended to give a stunner to the dog, and then the, she walked over and started giving a stunner to the dog. So, not influential or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, but <laughs> so we might have a we might have a young wrestling fan on the way. At some Brilliant, point. dude. Well, you, dude, you, you gotta let me know. We'll say this: if you ever get the network, I want to be the first person you tell. I'm genuinely, <laughs> genuinely excited. Uh, but, dude, thank you so much again. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the questions on the Facebook group. Again, I will answer the rest of them, maybe on a special episode or another episode. Within the next uh, five days, they'll, uh, they'll be answered. Uh, again, patreon.com forward slash Simon316 supports all of this. YouTube.com forward slash The Mirror Report rules where all this goes down. On Twitter and Instagram at Simon316. Any plugs, Chris? Anything you want to throw out there? Uh, no, that's, that's it. Chris is a happy man. I like it, Chris. Well, look, Chris, thank you so much. I really enjoyed that chat. And, uh, yes, if you didn't hear the episode a couple of days ago, please go listen to it now and we will be back and I'll be talking to you. Maybe I'll even see you on Sunday if you're around and going up to Darlington for 3CW. And I'm in London later today checking out, uh, Battle Pro, both shows I was meant to be on, but you know, you get a booking, you, uh, you live up to that booking. So I'll be there. Either way, I will chat to you all next week.